Hello, my name is Fergal O'Keefe and you're very welcome to the Galway City Your Council podcast series where we will share insights on the range of services, projects and people in the Galway City local authority area. Galway City Council provide a diverse range of services including beach maintenance, dog pounds, health promotion, strategic planning, tourism promotion and housing supply. This series will introduce you to some of the people delivering those services and the valuable work they do every day in Galway City. For more information on Galway City Council, please go to our website www.galwaycity.ie. I'm delighted to say that our guest this week is Jason Crowell, who's the coordinator of the Galway Sports Partnership. The Galway Sports Partnership is an initiative of the Irish Sports Council to create a national structure to coordinate and promote the development of sport at a local level. The main aim of the Galway Sports Partnership is to increase the level of participation in sport, recreation and physical activity to ensure that local resources are used to best effect and that sustainable structures are established to assist those involved in sports development with particular emphasis on groups with low participation rates. There's a lot going on in Galway sport with participation now in many non-traditional sports and Jason goes through that with us now. Jason, you're very welcome to the podcast. Great to see you. Many thanks, Virgil. Good to see you. I suppose the first thing is if you could tell me about your role. Basically, as the sports coordinator, I work with the Sports Partnership, Galway Sports Partnership, and we're a shared service between the city and county and we're funded from by Sport Ireland. And then we try and get funding from other different areas. And our role really is to try and increase participation amongst the population with certain target groups as well. You know, so we've generally we've got five main target groups or six You're looking at uh, women and girls, uh, older adults, which is anybody over the age of 50, really. Um, people from disadvantaged backgrounds, uh, the unemployed, people with disabilities. And then we try and get children as well. But again, mainly focused on children from, from disadvantaged backgrounds or areas to get them active and, and part of the reason that there are target groups is Sport Ireland is funded, funds a couple of different streams and it funds an awful lot of national governing bodies of sport and they do an awful lot of good work by getting everybody active and in fairness they do help us a good bit as well but there wasn't in the past a focus on those that maybe weren't able to afford or there wasn't an emphasis in their area of getting them involved so that's kind of why we're there. Now we also help out the clubs and, and groups by um, providing education and training so we do an awful lot of stuff around safeguarding so the safeguarding course which is child protection so we train up people around that and then we train up people in how to coach children children's coaching older adults uh, sports and games that sort of thing so it's quite varied and the thing probably that we try and emphasize is when we talk about sport <clears throat> and it's the thing we're, we're changing and it is starting to change we're not necessarily talking about your your football soccer rugby sort of stuff or basketball sort of stuff even though we do delve into that we take the more broader look at sport which is your walking your swimming your running your cycling your dance you know your older adults games which is um like a scooch your activator pole walking all that sort of stuff is what we look so it's really the European meaning, which is quite long, it's mainly most visitor activities, excluding the likes of arts and gardening, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting because, I suppose, you know, you mentioned kind of areas that you want to emphasise, like, and as you say, maybe participation sports, I could be wrong, but I presume they're more skewered towards males, are they? The traditional sports would be seen as that. And there, there's a good emphasis uh, or there's a good 
take up generally going back into the past of males partaking. But actually, we look at Sport Ireland do what's called the Irish Sports Monitor every year, where they actually interview a thousand people with the uh, IRSM. They, they interview a thousand people in each county to see what their participation rates are. And it just shows you where those different groups are. So the different age groups, sorry, it's over 16s that they do this with, that what sports are partaking in. And the vast majority of it is really participation. There's not a huge amount that are partaking in competitive sports if you want to put it that way so the likes of your Gaelic football your hurling your uh, football or soccer whichever way you want to term it your rugby your basketball so the competitive side of things while it does a lot of people do like to play that sort of stuff uh, the traditional way was that men played those and that's what they did and they did it from the age of you know 12 all the way up till their you know into their mid to late 40s what we're finding now is actually that um, an awful lot of men after the age of 35 you know are really good supporters, brilliant supporters, don't necessarily do as much as they as we think they do. So we're starting to do a little bit of work around them as well with a program called Men on the Move. So it targets guys over 35 and we do um we do a number of different areas. So it's basically a, a 10 or 12 week program where we do walk and jog and sort of stuff with a little bit of exercise. Um, and what we do is we do a, a mile test at the start of it and we do a mile test at the end. And when I say test, it can be running, walking, jogging, whatever you want to do. And then you see how good you are or see what you can get at the start and see what you can get at the finish. And it just shows your improvements. And most of it is based around the uptake and stuff like that is based around the social side of things. You probably know yourself and I say most of your listeners will know that, you know, the stuff that they enjoy most is the stuff that's a bit social. You know, nobody goes out to play a match, even if you are playing competitively, just to play a competitive match and that's it. You know, it's the crack afterwards with the with the teammates, with the people that are there supporting and stuff like that. But you get a greater amount of the social side of things with the participationary stuff, like the men on the move, your walking clubs, your, you know, some of your athletics groups that are just doing it for to keep fit, but for the social side of things and to participate. I mean, if you look around Goa, the number of 5Ks, likes to go a 5K series, you've got the streets of Goa. There's so many people do that, aren't interested in winning it. They're not interested in getting a really great, just interested in doing it to see how they get on and maybe see if they can improve their own times and that's it, which is what we all like to do. We all like to improve. And some of the coaching, some of the, the stuff around um, coaching of children side of things is to try and get that emphasis as well as, you know, it, it's not necessarily the team winning, that makes you a brilliant player or a brilliant coach. It's the team participating and improving. So if you can get people to improve, they'd be much happier than if you get one team to win a trophy and the other 11 teams are get nothing. You know, those guys that, that and I'm, when I say guys, I mean boys and girls, men and women, those guys that feel they've improved, they've got better, will take something from that participation. Also then they're more inclined to keep it going and move into other, you know, activities just for fitness um, later in life, aren't they? Yeah, if they don't exactly. associate just with being competitive. Yeah, exactly. Single biggest reason that the, the um, ESRI found out that kids fall away from sport is um, competition. And the same with adults. We're, we're not hugely different if you look at it. If you look at the amount of people that won't join up to, you know, uh, a so-called social sport, the likes of five-a-side stuff, or even if you look at the tag rugby side of things, or if you look at the, the running side of things, if they're hugely competitive, it's all about winning, an awful lot of people won't sign up. Whereas if it's about having a crack, 
you'll have more people there. You'll still have people that will be competitive. You can be competitive within the environment of that match or whatnot. But the overall thing is social. You'll get more people there, more people partaking. And as you're saying, more people partaking for longer. So the huge growth in the likes of the triathlon, the swimming, the cycling over the last couple of years, a lot of it is about that, is about the partaking and improving yourself and the social side of it. You know, there's a big social side to, to these sort of activities. And I suppose the other side of it then as well as social is the, the well-being, the, the mental health side of it as well, I presume. It has a huge knock-on effect as as... Uh, I've seen it written in a couple of places, you know, if, if doctors could invent a pill to give you to improve everything uh, across the whole of your your mind, your body, the whole lot, it'd be exercise. The only thing is you can't put it in a pill, you have to go out and do it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it is, it, you know, your mental side of things, both from your physiology and getting your hormones um you know, all balanced and sorted um, to your muscles working the way they should work, to releasing the stress, you know, to to getting a better heartbeat, to getting better rest. Everything leads into, it, it improves when you're involved in physical activity. Because if you think of the stresses, as, as they say, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. If you think if you're hanging around with people, either after a match or during a match, or if you're out jogging and you can talk to people, or if you're having a cup of tea after going for a run or a swim or whatever, and you're chatting to people, you know, it makes that much easier. And a big thing we found um, kind of related to that is integration through sport. So the integration through sport, likes of um, the Sanctuary Runners, which run on a Wednesday evening out in Salt Hill. And we've got a group down in Gort now as well that's starting up. Um, the swimming groups, so the Swim Ireland have done a programme with refugees and asylum seekers. We've done football programmes uh, with the FAI, um, you know, to try and integrate people, both the newly arrived Ukrainian refugees and guys that were here uh, under the asylum and refugee process or under refugee kind of status over the last nearly 20 years now at this stage, um, have all, we've delivered a number of different programs that give that little bit of integration. So if you have a football match, we had one last week um, as part of Africa Day with Angarda Shea and uh, Shining Light, who are um, mainly a, the, an African group and people from all different backgrounds, including refugees and asylum seekers, and some that have gone through the process and some that are, are, are here living. And, you know, to have a bit of crack with a football match and then to stand around afterwards and have a chat, you know, and the social integration that that allows, that it breaks down those barriers that say, you know, like the guard, the guards find that if they're going down the street, some people from certain countries are are wouldn't have the best rapport with their um their equivalent police force in their country. But where if you're here having a bit of crack, having a bit of football, having a bit of banter, and then afterwards it breaks down those barriers and they're more likely to approach them and say, Look, can you help me with this or have an issue with this or did you know about this? And the same with, you know, people finding support in the community. If somebody moves new into the community, if they can go down and get involved in the club, you know, they get to know people a lot quicker. They get involved a lot quicker. And as you say, that social anxiety of being, you know, separated or segregated mm. just goes away because they, they start to get involved and they start to be involved with people around them. And then that mental health positivity from that is just, you know, it, it's just huge. 
How do you do that? How do you get people to know about what's on? That is the biggest thing. That's that's mm. the thing that we find the hardest because obviously there's certain groups with social media just doesn't work. And then what social media platform do you choose for certain things? And then there's the print media, which is fine. And that gets stuff out. But again, how do you get the message across if you've only got a little, a little uh, section? You know, how do you get people to look at that? A lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is getting to the right group. So if you're doing a project in, say, the Wishka Baliban is going into the resource center there and getting the word in there to somebody and they'll spread the word. And the other side of things is, as adults, as well as, you know, kids won't, wouldn't really do it. And we kind of put pressure on kids to do it. You wouldn't just jump into a group and say, there you go. You know, we find it nervous to get involved in a group if we don't know them. Whereas if you find out word of mouth, that's mm. when he says, look, you should come down on a Thursday evening, we're having a walking group, get involved. More likely you're going to go down because you know that, you know, Jesus, Fergal's down there. I know Fergal, I'm going to go down. Or Jason's down there. I know Jason. I'm going to go down and give it a try. You know, so that is probably the best way of getting out, getting it to the local groups and getting word of mouth and trying to encourage people to come that way. Now, we also advertise and all that sort of stuff. So we were trying to, you know, try and get it out that way. And in fairness, most of the groups that we that would see the advertisements would normally be those that are outgoing and w- would join anyway. But if we can get word of mouth, that, that's... If somebody was listening to this and they just, is there a certain website that, where would you direct people, just say, as a start point? The easiest place for all of us, for us to put up most of our stuff is our Facebook page, which is Go with Sports Partnership. If you're going to Facebook, Go with Sports Partnership. Uh, then after that, we have a website, which is Go with Active. If it's going to that and into the calendar section, there's there'll be trainings and stuff there, and there's generally a link to sign up on those if you can go in that. Um, if that's not the case, if you want to get in contact with me directly, my number is 087-981-7549. And then you can email me, email us at galwayactive at galwaycoco.ie. So any of those ways will get in contact with us if you, if you want to find out about certain stuff. Now, I'll say this. We don't know about everything. We're mm-hmm. looking at a certain way and there's so much stuff out there. There really is growing, growing all the time, is it? Huge amount of stuff out there. You know, if you are anyway computer literate, you know, just go onto Google and look for activities in Galway or if you're interested in certain parts, just put it in there. You'll find something. And if you don't find it there, we might be able to direct you to the right place. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in the role, actually? Um, I started as a sports development officer in 2006, and then I was enrolled, got the coordinator position in 2007 when the city sports partnership started up. And then we merged in 2012 with the county. Um, and I've been working there ever since between both cities. Now I'm based in the city council, but we do um, work in both city and county. Have you noticed like changes over that time, like i.e., is is there new sports that have been coming up over the last few years and then the traditional ones or is it, my, my guess is there's much more women involved now involved in sports but what trends would you've seen there is there's 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 way more women involved in the physical part of sports years ago anecdotally anyway this is used to be involved in the organizing all that sort of stuff there was a good few involved in that but now they're actually more involved in actually partaking so the growth in the likes of women's football, Gaelic football, the growth in women's uh, soccer, you know, the growth in camogie, um, all that sort of stuff. The older adult stuff has got really big over the last while, which is brilliant. So the active retired groups, the ICA groups that have older adults in them, the men's sheds that have got involved in physical activities. Going back to sports that are are 
kind of reminiscent of what we would have done in school years ago, the likes of Flisks or Target Games, Skittles, uh, Scooch, you know, stuff that people, um, there is a bit of activity in it, there's physical activity in it, but regardless of your ability, so whether you've got restricted mobility, you might be a wheelchair user, all the way up to somebody that's running marathons, can still partake in the same game, have a bit of crack. Uh, it is a bit competitive, but it's social as well at the same time. Yeah. Once the game is finished with, it's finished with, and we all go and have a cup of tea sort of thing. So the older adult stuff has, has got really big. The big Kind of ones um, as well would be your water sports. So it likes your, your stand-up paddleboard and your kayak, and that has become more accessible. Your sailing has become more accessible to more people over the last while. Um, as well as that, big developments over the last number of years around walking, so particularly for older adults or people with, with uh, mobility issues, our activator projects have, have gone on really well. And we have a sports inclusion disability officer, Ellie Loftus. She's been uh, rolling this out all over Goal, which is brilliant. Um, and basically, it, it's similar to Nordic walking, but not the exact same. More about balance. You can do exercise classes with them. That's been a huge growth for us. Uh, particularly in the last couple of years where people of all levels of ability can still partake and do the activator sessions. Um, so those people that might have balance issues, they're two poles, they, they stay out in front of you and you use them to walk. Um, and people find that the confidence that they build with them is brilliant. And again, that has all the knock-on effects we talked about earlier on, including the likes of the physical ones of building your bone density, building your muscle strength, developing your balance. So all that sort of stuff uh, has been a, it's been a big um, impact in, in Galway with the activator poles. But there's loads of other trends, and you'll see them. Uh, you know, volleyball is starting getting big. You know, we've tried to put a push in table tennis and stuff like that. Sports that would have been really big years ago, but yeah. people have fall, fallen out, and now we're starting to redevelop them and saying there's more um, there's more opportunities to partake in them. Particularly if you look at say people that have come in from other countries where you know. Gaelic football and soccer and, and basketball might not necessarily be their national sports. Some Eastern European countries, wrestling would be a big thing for them. So judo has become uh, popular among certain groups. Um, we're trying to, at the moment, we're working with the likes of the Irish Handball Association. Handball is massive in Galway primary schools. And we're trying to develop that now and make them a little bit better and then develop it into secondary schools and develop, uh, hopefully, uh, a handball team in Galway. You know, I've, I've had a big impact and more people getting active. Soccer is the biggest field sport in the country. More people partake in soccer than any other sport in the country. But the vast majority of those people are those that play your five-a-sides or those that, like myself and yourself might say, let's go out for a kickabout on the, on the field up the road. You know, it's more that sort of participation than actually signing up for playing for any of the, the clubs you know so there's huge potential in that and in fairness the athletic side of things with your 5k's and your 10k's you know all you have to do is set one up and you can have hundreds of people partake at the same time it's not like your your field sports where you've got you know 11 aside or 15 aside or whatever it is you have hundreds that can just do it at the same time uh, and have a bit of crack and same with training you know you don't need a huge amount of space for training uh, for your distance runners or anything like that you just go out you find a spot and away you go and then the boxers you know not even to talk about the boxers that are doing so well and a lot of stuff a lot of people wouldn't see it goes under the radar you know sports like uh, lacrosse there's a couple of, of members of Galway that represented Ireland across the world championships a couple of years ago you've got frisbee throwing I know it sounds a bit mad to some people still a sport still good crack still have to be very fit in order to compete at the highest level you know, um, you have or the other sport, the American football side of things, the guys that are doing that, 
You have the Australian rules guys that are competing at a fairly high level. You have the rugby league guys that are doing it. Um, you know, you have so many people that partake um, at a really high level. And you've it's got crazy. and you've got Connacht rugby as well, then a professional, yeah. you know, which are one of the top teams in Europe, really, when you look at it like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if you, if you take the big teams, as in if you're looking at that level of stuff, the likes of the footballers, Goa footballers, Goa herders, Connacht rugby and Goa United would be probably the, the ones mm-hmm. we'd look towards. Obviously, then you're looking at your basketball and that side of things. They're really good at giving back in fairness to them and they're very good at supporting local groups to do stuff. Um, we've had interactions with all of those groups where you invite them to something and say, look, can you promote this? And, and they're great at it. And they don't, in fairness to all of them, they'll give their support to most stuff. Um, you know, they don't stick to necessarily to their own sport and say, look, we're just pushing this. They're really interested in the development of Galway. They're really interested in in the goodness of Galway and what they can help give back to stuff that they've gotten, you know, because they, they do get a good bit of support from the people of Galway, which is great. But they, they also give back a good bit. And is there any kind of project, you know, over that period? Is there something that jumps out that you're most proud of or that you particularly liked? Oh, I don't know. There's so many different ones. There was a re- there was a really good one at one point which we developed and it's got a funny name and it's called Fun by Four. And I go back to it sometimes because what it was is we picked four areas of the city, four rapid areas, which are we don't use rapid as much in word, which are disadvantaged areas. Uh, and we've got the four main sports, so we'd Gaelic football. The Ladies Gaelic Football Association it was a women's program, girls program. Uh, we'd Connacht Rugby, we'd the Goa FA and FLI, uh, and we'd the Camogie Association. So what it was, it was two hours each night in, in each of the four areas where they do half an hour of each sport. Uh, and then at the end of, it was eight weeks, we try and get them to the local club and, and develop. And out of that, one girls, one one of the clubs actually start, started up a women's program and a girls program and has kept it going to this day. One started up a women's program. It went, it died off a small bit. But there was an awful lot of, of girls that I've met over the last number of years that's remembered, not only me, but the coaches from that program that are still playing. So they're still playing one of the four sports that they did. And to my mind, that that's, you know, that's really good. There's loads of them. You know, uh, not only I'm involved, in, but my colleagues in the sports partnership are involved. There's just so many that you kind of go along. And it's like anything. It's like, you know, you're in school and there's that one teacher that does something with you. Maybe it might only be one day and you just remember and that clicks something in your brain and you just stay with it. You know, there's so many things that we've done. The older adults programs. I remember years ago for Baltina, we used to do an event where we bring all the older adults groups or the active retired groups together and we'd have a day of, of events and some of them still talk about that. Do you remember the day that we did this? And from that, they went to Dublin and protect in the national championships. There's just so much stuff. Um, I presume that you've always been into sports. Like, what, are you involved with certain sports or do you have a preference? I am. I, I coach at the, well, at the moment I coach with the under sevens in Norwegians and I coach with the under sevens in Lee Mellows. Um, I haven't been dragged into the other stuff. Up till this, I haven't really been involved okay. directly in the in the clubs because obviously giving out grants and stuff like that, I kind of want to stay neutral. I've refereed, I used to coach uh, rugby um, at yeah. underage level and athletics, but I, I stepped back for a couple of years. But I refereed rugby because you could kind of still be... Um, could still be neutral, uh, but I've refereed rugby for a good while uh, over the last years, but rugby union with the Connacht referees and rugby league with rugby league Ireland. Um, and I ended up, in fairness, I went to a couple of different internationals refereeing Europe with the rugby league side of things, which is great. And it's a great opportunity. So I'd say to anybody, particularly 
you know, it, anybody that's maybe coming to the end of their career or have decided, look, playing is just taking too much toll on something other, refereeing is a good way to go. You know, again, very social. You get to meet so many people. I've been out in places and said, do you remember me from a, a match or do you remember the match that you refereed and such and such? You know, uh, it, it's great and it, it's a great opportunity for people to stay involved in their sport and be still be physically active and no better seat in the house. You know, you might get people giving out about certain decisions, but you're there, you've seen what happened. You yeah. know, you know more than yeah. most, you know, because you're right up with, with the play or whatnot. But yeah, uh, refereeing is, is my main uh, part of physical activity. Um, rugby union, rugby league and tag rugby as well. And just a quick, quick you know, just say if there's people listening to this that, you know, are interested and want to get back into doing some sort of activities. Is there any small steps or any bit of advice that you give someone to how to get back into it or to start first thing i would say is look at what you're interested in and have a look at what's in your local area the closer it is to you the more likely you are going to do it make a deal with a friend if you and a friend are going to go down there's more likely you're going to keep it up so say it's one of our men on the move programs one of our walking programs if it's down playing five aside with your with your mates or whatever if two of you are going to do it it's more likely that you're going to stay involved and keep at it the other thing is we watch a lot of high level sport on, on, on TV. You don't have to be a professional to start back at sport. In fact, the lowest level you are, the better because you're going to improve more and you're going to get better. It's like anybody, anybody will tell you if they haven't played uh, football in a couple of weeks or even a couple of years, your touch is going to go. But after a couple of weeks back at it, the muscle memory comes back and you'll get it an awful lot easier. You'll find it and you'll start enjoying it. Okay. None of us are as bad as we think we are. When we go back to it, none of mm. us are as bad and we will improve quickly. So my advice is start it, keep at it. Once you start it and keep at it, you know, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll, you'll tear away. But if you have that friend, the pressure to turn up is that little bit more and it makes it easier to rather than sit down on the couch for five minutes and go after five minutes going, ah, I'd give it a miss tonight. You're more likely to go and just Fergal is relying on me now. I need to go down and get him or Jason's relying on me or Mary is relying on me. You're more likely to get up off your seat, mm-hmm. get your stuff and go out the door. Well, thank you so much for your time. So that just one last question. This is just a general question that I, I'm asking everybody and it's, could you tell me one thing that you think is unique or special about Galway? It's usually the first thing that comes into your head. The people. The people. It's such a mix across the board. You know, vast majority of people in Galway are just so welcoming, so happy. You know, they're, they'll talk to you about anything. You know, they'll help you as much as they can. You know, it's just that way. And it doesn't matter where they're from. You know, we kind of look at it here in Tavasa, and I'm not from Goa myself. I'm a Westmead man. I'm an Athlone man. You know, most of the people have come from outside of Galway and come here. You know, so there's such a mix. There's none of this sort of tribalism that you'd find in other places or clickiness. It's everybody is, is a little bit different and everybody is so welcoming and, and helpful. And I think that makes a huge difference. You know, the vast majority of places you go around Galway, if you ever need a, a bit of a hand for something, you know, there's normally somebody there who'll say, are you all right? Do you need a hand? You know, a very good point, help. actually, you know, about people. I know a lot of people are originally not from Galway. So if you go to a club or 
or, or an activity they're going to be opening because everyone remembers yeah. they're in the same a lot of those people could have been in the same position a year or two ago so you're and, right they are very open then and and more than likely you're going to come across somebody that's from your county or from close to where you live or whatever or your country if you're not from Ireland and you know you start to chats and away you go you know it's, it's you're right. I mean, if you want to be inspired, if you just walk down the prom between walkers and runners and sea swimmers and everything else, that that would inspire you, wouldn't it? Oh, hugely. And again, like anything, there's everybody of all different shapes and sizes doing stuff. Yeah. You know, being active, chatting, you know, walking, cycling, swimming, as you're saying, all that sort of stuff. Some people just sitting there admiring the view. You have photographers that you have every sort of person down there of all different shapes and sizes, just taking in what is probably the greatest uh, physical piece of equipment that we have, which is the prom. If if you take it, if you were to design anything that has got to encourage the most amount of people to get active, you know, you couldn't come up with it. But that strip that's there, I would say has burned up more calories than any other piece of exercise equipment anywhere, not only in the country, but I would say in Europe probably. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. You've inspired me. I need to get out. Thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing some more great interviews every Tuesday. Please subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be the first to hear new episodes every Tuesday. You are listening to the Galway City Your Council podcast.